Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local podcast with the local stories from the KMOX newsroom for Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Debbie Monterey. And I'm Tom Ackerman. SSM, St. Louis University Hospital nurses continuing their strike until 7 o'clock this morning. That is a full 24 hours in a release SLU Hospital said they were deeply disappointed with the National Nurses Organizing Committee who put together the picket, claiming their tactics were counterproductive to the mission of the hospital. Rachel, an RN at the hospital, is on strike and says... For them to be mad with the union group, we are the union. The union is not one person. The union is not an object. We, the nurses, are the union. We asked for this strike. We voted for this strike because they aren't doing anything for us. Nursing shortages, lack of retention of nurses, and hiring travel nurses that can make more money are just a few of the issues the striking nurses have with SLU Hospital. There's a number of steps to go through and uh, before any of the RAM settlement money can be uh, spent. A public hearing last night about allocating those RAMS funds was held by a committee of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. The board president's policy director, Christina Garmendia, says the money will not be allocated until early in the next aldermanic session. The process will not be quick. Garmendia says there are a number of steps to go through. Any of the RAM settlement money can be spent in any way. And one thing I wanted to note is that the Board of Aldermen, the BOA, is the community engagement arm of city government. When changes need to happen, it typically requires legislative action. This is no different. Um, and alders are constantly in the community asking for feedback and hearing stories from residents about their needs. Residents were able to speak, and there was concern that citizens who may not use computers cannot be part of the process. I heard earlier today that their, the libraries will have staff and paper versions uh, of the survey and hopefully also like a way to enter a comment onto the portal. The online survey on the city's website is open until October 13th. There was another concern about language barriers, the unhoused, and those in CJC not having access to the survey. Last night, not a discussion about specifics on how the Rams money could be used. Maria Kina, KMOX News. Today marks the beginning of the end of Jamestown Mall. 50 years after construction was completed on the Jamestown Mall, the deconstruction of the 1.2 million square foot structure will begin. The Jamestown Mall first opened in 1973 with Sticks and Bayer and Fuller as its two main anchors, which eventually became Dillard's and Sears. 21 years later in 1994, Famous Bar, which would become Macy's and JCPenney, would be added along with a movie theater and a food court. Troubles began in 2009 when Sears closed. JCPenney closed four years after that, with the inline mall occupancy at 25%, falling from 44% in 2008. Plans to redevelop the complex into a mixed-use center never got off the ground as developers would lose financial support. Finally, in January of 2014, Macy's, the last of the mall's anchors, would close. The rest of the mall would permanently close six months after that. The closing of the mall wouldn't see its troubles end. Residents call the empty structure an eyesore with multiple fires in the past nine years. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Employees at the Creefcore headquarters of Soft Surroundings are finding out now whether they'll lose their jobs or possibly stay under a new owner. The retailer has been shutting brick-and-mortar stores for a while, recently filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and agreed to sell its assets to retailer Coldwater Creek. 
In a Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act filed with the state of Missouri, the company said all headquarters employees could be terminated and additional layoffs are possible. Education news that matters to you. Four schools are adopting four-day weeks, but as KMOX's Michael Calhoun reports, for parents, the challenge is day five. In Missouri, the number of districts routinely getting three-day weekends has more than doubled in the past three years. Has it changed much in the classroom? Not if you ask Independence Missouri second grader Hudson Prente. Everyone's doing the same thing they normally do. Districts say they're doing it for cost savings and advantages for teacher recruitment, but policy researcher Christopher Doss says four-day school weeks are a band-aid on the real problems. At the end of the day, you're, you're not really looking at the underlying causes of stress in the education system, whether that be kind of financial um, budgets that are too small or if we're talking about um, mental health or other types of stress that teachers and students face. Independence is the largest Missouri school district to do this so far. Others closer to St. Louis include Crystal City and Warren County. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. From the KMOX business desk, Breadco is going public. Panera Brands, the holding company that owns Panera and other chains, has announced several leadership appointments in the run-up. Michael Tattersfield and Patrick Grismer will help oversee and support the Panera team, according to the company. Grismer joined the company after serving as CFO of Starbucks. Tatterfield was the CEO of Krispy Kreme. This is the second run in the past year at going public. Last summer, a plan to go public with Danny Meyer of Shake Shack was abandoned due to market condition. Panera Brands also includes Einstein Brothers Bagels and Caribou Coffee. I'm Debbie Monterey. The St. Louis All Local podcast is produced by the KMOX News Team. Get all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.